today in the Walt Disney Studios in Hollywood, there is coming into being something entirely new in entertainment. A motion picture called <coughs> the first full-length feature animated production in cinema history. Oh, I'm squirting everywhere. <laughs> PG, this is a PG episode. <laughs> oh yeah, well, PG. <laughs> We're family friendly today. Family friendly. Welcome to Movie Boners. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all, you, all, all you families out there. Um, so I got... My- <laughs> that, that was our PG moment. Yeah. We're not allowed anything it, else. That didn't last very long. So <laughs> I got uh, a pretty appropriate beer for this episode. One that I that you chastised me for not getting for our family, or not family, uh, fantasy episode. It's from the Grimm Brothers Ale Works called... Oh called maiden's kiss i've got a little shadow going on you got some glare going on there. Yeah. oh nice oh i miss grim brothers brewer yeah. maiden's kiss a true All love's right. kiss to uh you know save the day that's right that's right uh mine is also appropriate more so from the name of the brewing company mm-hmm. uh i am drinking coconut iwa if i remember <laughs> pronouncing that right oh by maui brewing company there you go uh, I know I am notorious for absolutely hating fruity beer. <laughs> Coconut's barely pa- a fruit. Right, but I couldn't pass up. The beer is literally named Maui. Yeah. And he's, although he's an actual, like, uh, deity. Demigod. <laughs> Demigod. Yeah. Uh, he's also a character from Disney, so. Yep, counts. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find something that would be, like, Somewhat themed like a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Very yeah, difficult. <laughs> it was partly because Disney is very litigious. And if you use any of their properties, they uh, shut you down. So they can't really hint at it. Although it's kind of ironic because a lot of their famous movies are based on like fairy tales that are very o- uh, open. A lot of them early on are actually based on Grimm Brothers. Stories. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Yep. So yeah, and those so, are like public domain, super old, like anybody can use it. Yeah. Freaking, uh, this is way off topic, but not really. I mean, it's about Disney. So D- Disney, Walt Disney has been a thing for so long, like a hundred years, almost a hundred years. And so Mickey Mouse is about to go into public domain. And I think they're like scrambling. They're like, the, the, how is this going to work? What's going to happen? <laughs> so it's kind of ironic in that way. Uh, I also had to think... Uh, this is good accidental timing. Yeah. Because Disney, it's not animated, but Disney has a new movie coming out. Actually, the upcoming weekend. It's uh, Jungle Cruise. Oh, that's right. Which is based on like the first ride they had open or one of the first rides opened at the park. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this is just all around Disney. There you go. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing Jungle Cruise, not just because I like The Rock and Emily Blunt, but they haven't had a movie about a ride since Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. And that turned out pretty good, so we'll see. Uh, Before we get into the episode, though, you have a little mail call, I believe. I I do have mail call. (laughs) I do. So I sent you some mail. This is not from a fan or anybody. It's just from me, little old me. I mean, you could say that you're a fan. <laughs> I am a fan of you. <laughs> if we want to, but not, that's kind of cheating, you know. Not, yeah. So this was not from get you. weird about it. Yeah. So, uh, so it's from Stomp, which it's I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I tried to cheat and looked up <laughs> Stomp, 
and it just kept bringing up like the musical. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Are you like the kid that l- opens the presents under the tree and then rewraps them? No, I don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> not that kind of cheater. No. Um, yeah. So this is kind of an early birthday thing, but it's podcast related. Longtime listeners of the podcast will remember last time Dustin had a birthday, his grandma called into the show. Oh no. And that's not going to happen this time. I, I also, <laughs> also weirdly enough, your grandma was me. So I, I feel like I'm coming across as like a stalker at this point, but go back and listen to some episode from August oh, of man, last what year. What episode was that? It was really funny. I want to say it was like crime or something around that time frame. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Cause I totally, obviously I knew it was not my grandma. <laughs> But I definitely fell for it being someone just playing a joke. Yeah. And then, yeah, finding out it was you. Yeah. Okay, so I've I've cut it open. Okay, you have to see what's inside. No, I mean, like, I cut it. Oh, that's open. fun. I like, ruined it. That's not what you want. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I just want to make you. <laughs> You're an asshole. I know. Oh, you sent me a blank card. Not really. Packing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was just in the box already. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't show that on a family episode. Why not? <laughs> it's going to be put up everywhere in public. That's true. Oh. Uh, check this out, folks. This is amazing. <laughs> it's a clear sticker that you can put on yep. anything. And it says Movie Bonus oh Podcast. God. And it has our new logo that I just made. It looks like, you know, what you would expect a movie boner <laughs> to look like. <laughs> podcast microphone and two film reels as the you know lower down parts of the you know it's you know what that is fitting even for this episode with all of the uh, subliminal messaging yeah <laughs> and it, it has this a, is amazing it has a qr code that goes directly to our website so this is like a podcast in your pocket you can anybody if you put this in public and people scan it they'll be able to see our uh, website which i have been working oh tirelessly on to increase the like speed of loading so that people can load it from their phones for this very this reason. is oh my god dude this is so cool i've i mean this saves me some headache because i've been trying to find or trying to create like some yeah logo stickers for us as well is that the only thing that was in your box <laughs> no there's that's, one more that's good and oh man i am super excited <laughs> I've been, this. I've been work. like sitting off screen slightly because I'm also <laughs> oh, wearing. I just <laughs> we have T-shirts. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool, dude. So it's like uh, they're kind of like staff T-shirts. There's only two yeah, in yeah. existence. Well, there's three in existence. Christy has one too. Christy has one. Um, oh my god, this yeah. is amazing. The back is a little bit more. Uh, legit it has like a, yes, it is. an actual like to... projector on it and stuff Let's see if i can dustin's holding it up to the camera those of you who are listening on the audio version will not see it but it's got like this a is so cool dude yeah it's got our ad well, movie boners on it i am wearing this shirt this weekend <laughs> yeah actually i'm gonna wear this to the theater <laughs> i wore mine to the theater last night i haven't seen yes. seen if we've gotten any new followers because of it but i need dude, to start putting is... up Putting up stickers in places. This is awesome. Yeah, I'll post photos. We'll post photos up on our social media of all the stuff. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're listening to the audio version, you can see it there. At Movie yeah. Boners. Dude, that's so cool. 
That's so cool. I'm not going to lie. When you told me it was going to be podcast related and asked my shirt size, uh-huh. I was so worried that you were going to send me a shirt that had a show's, our show's like earliest inside joke. Um, <laughs> Gory porn. Since this is our family episode, oh. we won't repeat said joke. Oh, you already did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh we'll start the family friendliness in a minute here i promise yeah dude that's so awesome thank you I'm oh glad my you god like <laughs> y'all i guess we're tagging the towns now huh yeah yeah they had i think you have like 125 stickers i do as well um so yeah this isn't like merch for sale this is just stuff if you want a sticker you can find us either somewhere in colorado or somewhere somewhere in texas and I mean, you could reach out on social media. Maybe if you're lucky, I'll send you one. Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> Good. I'm and glad you liked it. The design is pretty fantastic. Uh, immediately, my brain knew what you were doing. Having <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seen the logo. Yeah, this is our permanent logo. This is amazing. This Good. is amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. I was playing around with it and it just kind of happened. I had like, it was like the second design I tried and it just worked out. So I liked it a lot. Oh my God. Our <laughs> show's so awesome. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, thank you, dude. You're welcome. All right. Yeah, I will be proudly wearing this shirt, washing it, and proudly wearing it again. <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> nice. It's very soft and comfy, too. I like it. Yeah, it feels very soft and comfy. All right. Oh, man. Do you want to get All into right. the episode? Now we're going to be family friendly. Yeah, starting now, promise, probably. We'll try. <laughs> we'll try. We'll keep PG-13 at the worst, but we did pretty good with our family episodes. So That's true. I, I have, I'm encouraged we'll do all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it should be all right. So it's been a while since we've done a top 10 episode. It has. Actually, I think the family episode was the last top 10. I think so. Yeah, family came after sports, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's been a while. It was, it was fun getting back to it. I kind of want to do more. Obviously, we've run out of genres and stuff, but I was thinking yep. we could do, and uh, listeners should write in if they have any like top tens they want us to put together. But I was thinking of we could do weirder ones like top ten black and white movies or top oh. ten movies with wrestlers in them, just things like that. Throw them in every once in a while. <laughs> and it's been a while since you've tried to get the wrestling stuff in. We're going to add this. Yeah, it's not over. <laughs> wrestling is a big part of uh, the show still, promise. <laughs> but yeah, top ten Disney. I know we've talked about it for a while. And so yeah. we finally are going to talk about our top ten favorite animated Disney movies. Yep. Uh, and this also includes like, the Disney and Pixar mm-hmm. partnership because they have so many. So there's a couple ways. It. There's a couple ways you can look at that. Get away from it. Yeah. And I don't know if you which way you went. I tend to think of like the Pixar movies before Disney bought them as just Pixar, and mm-hmm. post 2006 as like Disney Pixar is like combined. But you could look at it like, oh, Disney bought Pixar, therefore Disney owns everything that they made previously. So you could argue it. Like I ended up just sticking with as long as the Disney logo was on the case, like mm-hmm. they always do. Mm-hmm. And as long as you saw the castle with Tinkerbell or the fireworks yeah. going over, 
at the very if that was like the first thing you saw yeah we were good <laughs> that's a safe way to do it for sure if disney's logo is plastered all over the place <laughs> if there are hidden mickeys we are good yeah <laughs> or his hidden dang it i can't say that we were going to be family friendly i was gonna say yeah. hid, hidden dicks in the clouds oh, oh. <laughs> that was a thing that happened okay so, uh, we didn't last very long at all it didn't last at all <laughs> okay so top 10 disney movies top 10 disney do you want to go first disney? do you want me to go first what are you gonna say well disney. i was just gonna say i was excited for this one too because obviously growing up yeah we talked about this in the family episode but animated disney movies were a big part of like growing up for any kid really every yeah. child out there Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like Disney, because mm-hmm. they're a monopoly in entertainment these days, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I make tend, shady decisions. <laughs> I tend to like. This is a very nostalgic episode for me because I tend to like primarily the older Disney stuff. Yeah. Before they started becoming too crazy, they were already a monopoly, but less of a monopoly. They didn't own everything, so this was fun going back and watching old movies that I haven't seen in probably over ten years, just because. I haven't had a reason to. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was definitely a nostalgic week. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I watched a, a few that I haven't watched in a very long time and rewatched them for this week. It was like, there were a lot that I rewatched did not make it on my list, but I was like, <laughs> man, there is something about animated mm-hmm. Disney movies, even the newer ones. Yeah. Like just in general, they get it right. Like there is like not to sound goofy or whatever, but there's like actual magic (laughs) to their movie. When you're watching it, you're just, you're immediately sucked into it. You're immediately like, I need to learn the songs. I need to. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I spent a lot of time just singing in the kitchen because I had songs stuck (laughs) in my head all week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And yeah, a lot of it brought back like, little childhood memories not big ones but little ones where you're like oh yeah (laughs) it just it was a fun very nostalgic week yeah a lot like that family episode that we did actually oh for sure (laughs) by the way this maui beer yeah is excellent i have had that before the coconut good yeah it is really good Oh my god! Mine's good too. Um, I didn't mention. I know yours is good. I didn't mention that it's their seasonal uh, lemon rattler. It's quite delicious. A little tart, but good. I miss Grim Brothers. Mm-hmm. That's a good brewery. If you're ever in Colorado, yeah. Primarily Loveland, Colorado. Yep. Go check out Grim Brothers Brewery. They're not a sponsor, but just please go check them out. Yeah. It's so good beer. Such good times. All right, uh, All right. You or me? Um, I can go first. You can okay. be the, you can be the anchor, I guess. Um, it, it was hard. I re- forgot how hard it was making top tens, especially when it comes to this, which is a long list of movies you to choose from. Yeah, mine got like readjusted several yeah. several times. And they're they're all so good. Like you like you mentioned, I watched several movies that didn't make it on my list, but I was just like reminded like how good they are it's kind of crazy and you have to 
Last little thing, I promise. Not really. But <laughs> especially the old Disney animated. Yeah. There is a I have such a high respect for the animation itself because it's all hand painted. It's all like hand drawn in color. Everything was done by hand. Yeah. They didn't really get to start using computer animation until mid nineties mm-hmm. to kind of help out with that. And seeing some of those backgrounds and just the mm-hmm. artwork, you're like, this is mind blowing. Yeah. And so many hours mm-hmm. spent on painting this and drawing. This. <laughs> yeah. There were several times I was kind of, blown away by the charm of seeing this this hand-drawn animation and how there is certain like uh, like inconsistencies i guess human error with like perspective and things but it just adds that charm like additional charm to it and so it's i don't know it's very special i think i think it's amazing what they can do with the digital stuff and some of the animation is incredible but I'm just still very much, I gravitate to the the earlier things for sure. I think I have a a healthy mix. Yeah. Like I tend to do. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So my first, my number 10 favorite animated Disney movie is probably not even one of the heavy hitters that anybody would expect. Yeah. But uh, it was one that I. My movie has a song (laughs) playing right now and I'm dancing to it. You're bopping along (laughs) to the song. Uh, it's not one that anybody would probably expect, but it's one that I liked a lot, especially as a kid. And I think that it grows on you the more you get older. You kind of see it from a completely different perspective. And so I've I've lo- learned to like it even more for that reason. So my number 10 is a goofy movie. Oh, man. <laughs> and a goofy movie to me, like when you see it as a kid, you're like, oh, this kid just wants to have fun. And his dad's being a major drag. And his it's hard like that. The tagline of the movie is that it's hard to be cool when your dad is goofy. Yeah. But as I like get older and I see it from another perspective, I'm like, man, Max is kind of a dick. His dad just wants to love him. <laughs> and uh, it's it's kind of really like it's really heartfelt and really beautiful and really lovely how this this father single dad and his son kind of like bond over this trip during this trip and i i think just the whole story and the way that they bond is really beautiful yeah it's uh i saw that when i was obviously a little kid my mom actually took me to go see it in the theater there was like this tiny 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 little theater where i grew up Mm -hmm. in the little strip mall area of a grocery store they had like four or five screens and that Mm. was playing one day. So my mom took me to see it. Um, Yeah. I remember like as a child, you just laugh and cause all it's goofy. So there's tons of slapstick humor in it. You've got (laughs) Polly short as a voice, you know, like cheesy, cheesy. And uh, I remember laughing and just being like, this is funny. Ah, Mm -hmm. And then like you said, I rewatched it this week and was like, wow, Max is kind of a pain in the butt. And I'm like, as a father yeah. whose child is going into that awkward age, yeah. Uh, 
as a parent, you really do start acting like Goofy, where you're just so like, I just want to have fun with you. And your kid is like, you're an embarrassment to life. You need to stop. <laughs> yeah. It's such a like clash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so as an adult, I feel for Goofy. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel you, dude. Feel yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. <Your> son sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Goofy movie is like that is a classic movie. Yeah, I, I think more people, especially our generation, have come to really embrace it and love it even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's one that doesn't get talked to a lot by like people older than us. Yeah, but it should because it's a fun movie. That's a yeah. good movie. Yeah, very good movie. So that's my number I, ten. I like your number ten pick. That's a good one. Why? Thank you. Uh, my number ten is not full of quite as much slapstick okay Uh, my number 10 when i saw this it came out in 98 and it just took me off guard Mm -hmm. uh so my number 10 is mulan yeah i was not expecting that movie when i (laughs) saw it i was expecting kind of like typical disney like princessy kind of thing and oh she just happens to go and Mm -hmm. fight for her dad uh, and then you watch the movie and you're like, this is such an epic story of what is yeah. happening here. But that Mulan's great because they, they still, although they kind of incorporated some computer animation into it, like helping out with the uh, cinematography, kind of the filming shots. Yeah. And all those like f- hundreds of thousands of army dudes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it has shots in it that are just incredible. Mm-hmm. The swooping shots coming down the mountainside and just, mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Uh, it struck a chord with me when I saw it back when it came out. And it's always been one that's just always kind of like, mm-hmm. yep, th- this is a comfort <laughs> movie to me. And I haven't watched it for so long. And then rewatching it this week, I've watched it a couple times this week. And I was like, man, I love <laughs> this movie so much. It's so cool and it's so good. And I love the message of it and just mm-hmm. the, the heart of the whole story. Uh, I will put a little asterisk. I have not watched the live action version yet. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous to watch it, especially mm-hmm. after kind of rekindling that love for the animated one where I'm like, I just don't know if the live action is going to even come close to yeah. <laughs> like holding a candle to this. Uh, but Mulan just, I, I also have become a big sucker for Disney films that, no kind of dropped the whole trope of like the princess is kind of she's damsel in distress she has to be rescued i yeah having a daughter i have definitely started i've turned to like no i want the disney women that are like mm-hmm. fierce and they're they're strong-willed and independent and mm-hmm. confrontational almost <laughs> you know yeah so sure. mulan was one of the earlier female disney characters that is that way Mm -hmm. so i loved it then when i was a kid and i love it now even more as a father so (laughs) yeah yeah i love milan a lot too it was one that was so close to being on my list because i've praised it before when we talked about the remake which i have seen i praised that original and it's just so good and the music is so good and yeah it's fun even the like the silly joke and little antics throughout it they're fun they still fit the story they don't take anything away from the story yeah Uh, it's just yeah mulan is so good yeah and it has kind of that iconic 
Disney formula where there's a the comedic relief sidekick character in Mushu yeah. um, is done very well, like it is in all those movies, basically. Right, right. Gotta have animal sidekicks, man. It's true. <laughs> so my number nine, um, it's funny you mentioned like princesses and stuff. As I was putting my list together, hardly really any of them had princesses in them, but I do think about Disney as like Disney princesses. Um, so yeah. my number nine was kind of, it seemed, it felt very different to me. I remember when I watch it and when I continue to watch it, it felt very much not like a princess movie because it's, and it doesn't seem that different when I compare it to other movies out there, but um, this is probably more confusing than actually clarifying what I'm saying now. <laughs> but it's because the main character is a, like a boy, a young boy, and the main, it's, it focuses on him. It felt like it was more like, oh, this is a boys Disney movie or a boys like story kind of thing. Yeah. So, so my number nine is Hercules. Oh. And Hercules is like a great movie about this young boy who wants who needs to learn to become a hero. And the whole story is just kind of about him learning about what a hero is. It's not like showing off or being big and strong. It's he has to learn that it's taking care of people that are weaker, that need help, and sacrificing, ultimately sacrificing himself for them and their yeah. safety and their like everything. So it's I think that's a great message. I think it's great for young people of all types to see her like heroes and learn what heroism is. So I really like that. Um, the other kind of crazy thing about Hercules, and this is true for a lot of Disney movies, it's not a great Disney movie unless parts of it are really, really scary. <laughs> like when I was a kid, I was scared, very deeply scared by several of these movies on my list. But there's something good about that, I think. Like, mm -hmm. you could certainly say that that's a negative thing, but I think it's good for kids to be scared in a certain way. Looking back in hindsight, at least for me, I think it's good to be scared by certain things because it's, I don't know, it's kind of like grounding. It's like, I think it helps you grow, helps you take in the story and the realism of the world as far as like, oh, this is not just fantasy it's dangerous or whatever yeah. and and these people are doing things in in the presence of danger or scarce scary things or certain death or whatever <clears throat> so the hercules is probably among one of the worst offenders though as obviously the main villain is hades which he has like those like those three ladies that like yeah. are the like the visionary ladies who can like uh i forget what they're called i was gonna say sirens but that's not it um, no they're not sirens uh well, they're like the three witches, but there is a specific name for them. Yeah. I can't remember. It's a mythical name. name. Yeah, um, it is. But they are so scary. And when they like cut the like life string and the ghosts come down and it's the, and into the like the river sticks, it's just the scariest. Well, and, seeing the river sticks, seeing the like the spirits <laughs> in it. Yeah. Freaky. Absolutely yeah. freaky. <laughs> Some of the scariest animation for sure. But very effective. And I really, really like yeah. it. Hercules was one of those that circulated on and off my list for so many times. And mm -hmm. then eventually it was like, it, it came down to that or Mulan. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Mulan just kind of had that seniority mm -hmm. to it <laughs> for me. So for sure, I stuck with Mulan, even though Hercules came out first. But 
I wasn't initially allowed to watch Hercules when Same. it first came out. Yeah, because it was so scary. No, because it was Greek mythology. So. Oh. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because it had some scary things in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mulan took it. But Hercules is so. That's such a great movie. And it is. Disney does have kind of like a Disney princess, like its own little mm-hmm. echelon or soap or whatever, like standard. No, Disney princess actually means something. Yeah. Uh, Hercules felt like Disney made a movie for us boys mm-hmm. and it felt like it had been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hercules. And it's got some of the best music. Oh, my God. God, yeah, Hercules has some of the best music. I don't think it's talked about a lot because you always hear about obviously the big ones and all yeah. of their music, but it has really good music in it. It has great music. I yeah. think Hercules should be considered a heavy hitter because mm-hmm. it really is done so well. Yeah. And plus, you get Danny DeVito provides a voice, <laughs> and that's just great. Yeah, Danny DeVito is great in it. <laughs> Um, my number nine, you could argue is a silent movie for the majority of it. Mm-hmm. I know and that about. pretty much gives the movie away right there. <laughs> uh, my number nine is Wally. Yeah. First crossover for me. It might be one of the most beautiful films Disney has ever produced. That's true. Which is weird to say because the first <laughs> half is just trash heaps and desolation. But yeah. it is one of the most beautiful films. Mm-hmm. Not just Disney, but like in general, Wally is stunning. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, so much heart in Wally and there so much love and care. You can tell just there is a deep love for this character and for this world. You connect with him instantly Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the first time i think i've ever cared about a cockroach (laughs) yeah when he (laughs) rolls forward and kind of squishes it like everybody's just like freezes right like no (laughs) yeah you're so relieved Um, and yeah to have a love story that are about these these robots Mm -hmm. and then kind of mankind being forced to get off their fat butts (laughs) um and to like embrace change and kind of get back to basics. Uh, yeah. Wally is just that movie blew me away when I saw it in the theater. I was yeah. expecting just some silly movie about a robot. Mm-hmm. And I got a movie that kind of like has a lot to say without actually saying a lot. Yeah. It, it's uh yeah. Wally is just incredible to me. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I, I love <laughs> it so much. I have a lot yeah. more to say about it later. <laughs> right. Since you said it was our first crossover. Yeah. We'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> so my number eight is, well, might be the oldest movie on my list now that I look at Ooh. it. Yeah. It's my, my first fifties Disney movie. So my number eight is Peter Pan. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is like and we talked about in our top 10 family episode kind of how perfect the live action hook is as a sequel to this movie and 
that made me like even more excited to go back and rewatch the old animated one because it had been a while. And it's taking those two together is kind of really special because you had this movie that came out in the fifties and there were people who saw that as a kid in the fifties and sixties. And then in, when hook came out in the nineties, they were in their thirties and forties and saw it as like the same age as Jack with kids and like a job and like all the right. stuff. And like, I think that that's, really cool like how that all worked out but the that original like peter pan i just like we said i just love the animation so much the story is really good like the actors and the characters are really really good but the animation primarily and the way they do tinkerbell's like sparkles and the way they do peter's like shadow and everything it's it's so crazy and so cool and so fun to watch and it always just like inspired me with like that feeling of like magic i I remember like as a kid after (laughs) every time after watching it i'd be like if i believe that i can fly then i'll be i'll be able to fly and i would like jump off the couches and stuff trying so hard and so it's like (laughs) i need fairy dust right now (laughs) yeah and so i just i i still feel that when i watch it and i think it's just a really amazing special movie and the it's there's too much that happens in it till i really talk about it but everything that that happens uh like with the lost boys and the right the indians and like everybody it's just a cool thing and like, there's nobody more perfect than captain hook and his uh eternal struggle with the crocodile <laughs> uh peter pan was another one that was on and off it would probably be my like 11 or 12 that mm-hmm. and Hercules would definitely have to kind of fight. But yeah, Peter Pan is it's such a great story of imagination and how mm-hmm. that like, Neverland becomes this real place and adults have no capacity mm-hmm. or like open mindedness to even accept a possibility for this world. But the children are very much like, no, it's it's there like we fought there's other kids there there's mm-hmm. pirates and mermaids and a giant crocodile that only wants to eat captain hook <laughs> <laughs> and you can fly and yeah uh peter pan is a magical story it, it's one that they've made so many live action versions of peter pan mm-hmm. like this specific story i think hook is the only one that's been able to be successful because yeah. it worked as a sequel, not as a remake or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these other Peter Pan movies, though, they all suck. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, there's a reason. It should be easily done, but there's a reason. It's, none of them can match the magic that was that animated Disney version. Yeah. Um, there is a Peter Pan movie that's not actually about Peter Pan, but... Uh, Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp mm-hmm. about J.M. Barry, who created this world. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. You'll sob. It'll break yeah. your heart. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> That's true. But yeah, Peter Pan, That I, like you when I was a kid, that movie, every time I'd watch it, I felt like, all right, I, I want to be Peter Pan. I would totally rock the green tights. Yeah. As long as I could fly, I'd rock those tights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he wore them with such confidence that he did. He seems even still seemed masculine in them for some reason. 
Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a great pick, man. That's such a good pick. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, eight? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number eight holds one of the most iconic Disney songs of all time. Okay. It's like the top song of learning to just embrace the necessities. Mm. Yeah. The, the bare necessities. You the bare say. necessities. Yeah. My number eight is the jungle <laughs> book. Uh, yeah. This movie, man, what a fantastic story. It's yeah. so different than the Rudyard Kipling's like original book, mm-hmm. but I'm so glad it is. Cause it works so great, especially for like children. Mm-hmm. The music is magical. The whole story. I mean, there's no magic in it, mm-hmm. but it feels so wonderful. And I mean, other than talking animals, right. But you kind of accept that when you see a <laughs> Disney logo, you yeah. immediately are like animals talk. Yeah. Like you don't take it as magic. You take it as mm-hmm. just Disney truth. Yeah. Animals are going to talk. And you could also take it that because he was raised by wolves and animals and stuff, he may just be able to speak their language. They don't actually speak like English, you know, because he probably doesn't speak English. He's like a man cub, (laughs) as it were. Uh, Yeah, I just the Jungle Book is I think every boy especially Mm -hmm. wanted kind of those. elders like Baloo. Yeah. You know, to to kind of be there to teach you, uh kind of help you move along. It's god dang it, jungle book is so <laughs> good. Um yeah, being raised by wolves, that'd be cool. Of course at the same time you're like <laughs> <laughs> No it wouldn't. Mowgli would not survive this. He would have been dead as soon as the animals found him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or it would have not been this adorable little guy who would have been like a feral g- creature. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no social skills with other animals at all. But, you know, you got Shere Khan. Shere Khan's like. Is one of the scariest Disney villains ever. Yeah. He just. Every time he's on the screen, his voice. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so commanding and you mm-hmm. immediately are like, yeah, you're a bad guy. Like, <laughs> I don't want Mowgli. You need to stop being around him. You need to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved it as a kid. I used to like, I would watch jungle book as a little, little kid. And then immediately would go around and play jungle book around the house where I would <laughs> pretend to be Mowgli. And I, that was like you said with Peter Pan, the jungle mm-hmm. book is that movie for me where it really made me like, that's yeah. what I want to be. <laughs> Go figure. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> All right. So my number seven is a kind of a sad movie. Like, Dude, if you say Fox <laughs> and the Hound, it's Fox and the Hound. God damn. <laughs> it's, it's so oh. sad. But it's so beautiful. It is the most depressing Disney movie ever made. (laughs) It is. It is. But in a good way. (laughs) It's so like there's no. No, there is no saving that movie or positive spin on that movie. Okay. So it's a great. If you haven't seen Fox and the Hound, you need to go see it. Because if you you haven't seen Fox and the Hound, where have you been? 
There are lots of people born after 1981 who may have not seen it or been exposed to it, or their parents said, this is the depressing movie, don't watch it. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> that one. But now, the, I will... the, the relationship between the fox, Todd, and the hound who is like his purpose for existing and the reason he exists in the world and the reason the farmer got him and all this stuff is to hunt the fox. And so they are, by all accounts, should be mortal enemies. But it's such a beautiful story about these two. Oftentimes, kids don't know anything about why people who are different from each other are have animosity towards each other. They're like, you're a kid and I'm a kid and we look different, but we're just going to have fun. And then that's so pure and great. And that's like exactly yeah. what the movie's about. And then it's, it is such a powerful thing in the movie that teaches us to not do basically when the, when the, when they are forced to fall into their roles as hunter and prey and lose sight of the fact that they were once friends and that they are this mm-hmm. like both dogs and they're both like the same kind of thing. Um, it's it's so sad and scary, basically scary to see them kind of lose that kindredship and and it's it's just a perfect commentary I think on on what happens when you do that and so I think it's beautiful I think it's important I think yes it sucks to watch and it's the saddest thing ever at the end but <laughs> it it's worth it and it's always stuck with me like very very deeply obviously so yeah i had to put it on my list it's i agree with everything you say it really is a fantastic movie like legitimately it's a good movie whether it's got the disney mm-hmm. logo or not <laughs> it's a great movie but it's not one like i think i've only ever watched fox and the hound maybe four times <laughs> in my whole life yeah it's not one you can watch every it's, weekend right it does stick with you. I mean, clearly my reaction, as soon as you were like, it's a sad one, like immediately <laughs> Disney has one truly heartbreaking animated movie. Yeah. And it's Fox and the Hound. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is notorious. Like mm-hmm. when they started coming out with the live remakes, I think mm-hmm. everyone was like, we accept it. Don't you do Fox and the Hound. Though. <laughs> Don't you do that. one? <laughs> <Yeah>. We. <laughs> We will revolt if that happens. We cannot handle the cartoon version. There is mm-hmm. no way we will handle the live action version. Don't you do it. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty uh, amazed you guessed it. I thought when I was leading into it, you're going to guess Bambi or something. That's the only one that's kind of comes no, close. It's kind of sad, but not okay. really. I'm sorry. I've never thought Bambi was a sad movie. I yeah. was never affected by <laughs> Bambi's mom getting shot at the beginning. I take... I have the same attitude that Chandler Bing from Friends had when it mm-hmm. comes to Bambi's mom, where it's, oh, yes, I cried when the artist stopped drawing. <laughs> yeah, you don't see anything happen. She just kind of doesn't show up anymore. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think, think that I think Bambi might be the first movie I remember watching. And I don't remember how I reacted to it. I think I just kind of didn't realize what was happening. <laughs> I think I just kind of like, okay. and that figured it out later on. I mean, I watched it a right. lot, but um, no Fox and the Hound, like great movie. Can't watch it. It's too sad. <laughs> There's I'm a sucker for movies about friendship. Yeah. And Fox and the Hound 
does everything perfect and revolving around friendship is including when a friendship is completely destroyed and there yeah. is no reconciliation possible there. Yeah. Uh, it does too good of a job of showing that <laughs> and I've never been able to handle it. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I agree good. it's a fantastic movie. I also say <laughs> no to that movie. Did you see that? I made it family friendly. I didn't know if you were going to throw like an, like a letter in there or if you're just going to, what was going to happen. No, so, I'll just good, put the, like the little symbols. I need a voice <laughs> cloud with the little symbols. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, oh, so that's my number hand. seven. Oh man, <laughs> you got to bring us up from this dark. I place do, I in. do. Uh, my number seven, it has a lot of nostalgia to me, but not as a child. It has a lot of nostalgia to me as a father. Okay. Um, my number seven was the first movie my daughter saw in the theater, and I got mm. to take her to the theater for the first time, experience it. And it happened to be just a fantastic movie, super mm -hmm. enjoyable, super lovely, um, and full of stuff that even though as an adult, I still connected to because it's just chock full of little Easter eggs. Uh, my number seven is Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, yeah. That movie, like on the surface, super fun, silly, yada, yada. But Wreck-It Ralph takes a whole new level to me. One, because I... I got to share that first theater experience with my kid and that mm -hmm. that's very special well, little sentimental <laughs> moment. Um, but also Ralph's character in that movie of being this bad guy who want, who strives for more mm -hmm. and kind of learning that like just because that's the role you were given doesn't mean everything around you has to be miserable or you even have to be miserable. And he kind of has to learn like, relationships and learning it's okay to be unique and to be yourself you should mm -hmm. actually embrace being yourself kind of forget what other people say mm -hmm. or don't let people say it to you um but the love him and vanellope have for each other is so sweet and she's so perfect because she's obnoxious and irritating <laughs> but at the same time you're like i love this girl yeah. <laughs> she's awesome um but the whole thing the the finale of wreck it ralph to me is where it really like ramps up where ralph has to i won't say too much because we, <laughs> we we typically don't do spoilers on the top 10 but yeah. the finale of wreck it ralph gets to me every time i watch it because as a father it's very uh yeah i would do anything mm -hmm. to protect my my little girl i would do anything to protect that kind of mm -hmm. uh, relationship or her you know, that, that kind of spirit, whatever. Um, yeah. Regular officer. It's so funny and it, it's got some of the biggest heart for yeah. the character and it doesn't feel like it was made for just girls or for just boys. It really felt like this mm -hmm. is for everyone. So regular Ralph, tons of sentimental reasons to that one had to be on my list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so good. And from, uh, it's fun. All of the little, like you mentioned, all the little Easter eggs in it. If you've ever yeah. like played all those arcade games and stuff, it's so fun. Just the detail, the amount of detail they threw into that movie is pretty insane. Yeah. It's just that one from the moment I saw it with her, it just like, 
it was one of those movies where I knew immediately, yep, this one's going to forever be a favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So my number six. Yeah, that's the number we're on. (laughs) Yep. So my number six is a movie. I don't even know how to set it up. My number six, I had a hard time with this spot, which is kind of weird to say. You would say you, you kind of think everything should just move up and down. They don't really. It's like, no, this is certainly my number eight. This is certainly my number seven. Number yeah. six could be this. Um, but I went with number six because it has, like a lot of them do, obviously, great music and a couple of incredible iconic characters. And I just had to have it on my list. So my number six is Aladdin. Okay. <laughs> and Aladdin, a big reason Aladdin is so high is the genie and Robin Williams. Because he's too perfect as this zany, wacky, hilarious, high energy, like Robin Williams was, character. And also can be very heartfelt, very meaningful, very Mm -hmm. down to earth and kind of intensely beautiful. So I think that is a big reason Aladdin works so well. Obviously, Aladdin the character is good. Um, Not like the best. I think he's pretty good. Jasmine, I like Jasmine a lot. She's awesome also. Um, and all the other characters, Iago and all of, all of the characters. So it's it's just overall a great, great movie. And I think as far as movie messages goes, it's also really good without being too heavy-handed. Is about this street urchin who pretends to be rich and famous to get a girl. And it ends up being about what love really matters. Is it about this like veneer that you put on yourself? Or is it being the right person and it doesn't matter your station in life kind of thing. So I like those kind of movies and I think that Aladdin does a good job of it. Yeah. Aladdin's pretty fantastic. Um, That was another one that, although I was allowed to watch Aladdin as a kid, it was one that my mom, well, that my parents were both like, "Mm, we're not too big a fans of Aladdin because of the (laughs) genie and because of all the magic that's in it. Yeah. Uh, That style. Very, that's a whole different subject. Jafar, <laughs> Jafar is very scary for one Jafar thing. Jafar is pretty intense. Um, oh, is the subject you were about to say how sexy Jasmine is? No, no, no. Which I like the end when she becomes red Jasmine. For some reason, it was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're a little bit too sexy. <laughs> I mean, not for young boys. Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> And he takes a drink. <laughs> I was going to say something inappropriate. And I realized this is a family friendly episode. That's right. We're being family friendly. I was going to say, I still think she's hot, but she's probably like a child in that movie. So it's inappropriate. Moving on. I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Our moment of silence for my radio podcasting. Career. That was pretty good. That was pretty good right there. <laughs> That was a, that was a well played joke right there. Um, yeah, Aladdin's great. I wanted it on my list so much, but <laughs> I actually had it at six. Hilarious. But then it it just kind of got bumped because I, I knew like if it's not middle ground on my list, it's probably not going to be on the list. And mm-hmm. it did get bumped for my number six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Aladdin, it really is so good. And Robin Williams is the genie. Yeah. I mean, that almost defines iconic character. It does. Or iconic performance. It really, 
when you ask people like, what are the, some of the greatest performances ever? Mm-hmm. Robin Williams is a genie is almost always said. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And, and I'm fits. not, I'm not really someone that even likes to pay attention to whose voice is that. Cause it kind of yeah. takes me out of it. I like to think of those characters as just the characters, whoever they are. And, but this is one that it, it doesn't matter. It kind of adds more actually to it just because I love Robin Williams so much. It does add to it. You you are excited that it is Robin Williams doing the voice of the genie, and it, yeah, no one else can do it. Uh, sorry, Will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have tried, bud. <laughs> Just no one else can have that kind of. I don't even know how to put it. His the genie Presence. is just so good. Yeah, he's just so. You don't want to see anything but him mm-hmm. the whole time he's on screen, and he's on the screen quite a few times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will say, even as a kid, one of my favorite shots. It's very short-lived scene, but I've always thought Jafar turning into the giant cobra was yeah. one of the coolest things a Disney movie <laughs> had ever done. I was even rewatching it this week. I was like, Oh, my favorite part. Like, <laughs> well, not even my favorite part. Just one of my favorite images is coming up. Like, Oh my God, I love this. I love it. And he shows up as a Cobra and you're like, yes, I remember. And just real quick. Yeah. <laughs> live action. I was so excited to see the live action version of the giant Cobra. Cause it's so scary and it's okay. so massive. Mm-hmm. And we got a giant stupid bird instead. <laughs> and I was so mad. Clearly, I haven't gotten over it. <laughs> yeah. I it's think I'm, the reason I haven't bothered to see the live action one. Because I was like, well, if that's not it, then who I'm, cares? <laughs> like, I'm not even upset with the rest of the movie near as much as I'm upset with. I didn't get my giant red cobra. Yeah. And that sucks. And I will forever hold that grudge against yeah that movie that's fair (sighs) (laughs) but at least we live in a world where the animated version exists but we live in a world where the animated one exists existed first and did it so much better the first time around and you can watch it whenever you want it's so good it really is so good um (laughs) my number six kind of it kind of became like the disney movie for our generation Okay. Well, one of them, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, I'm not even going to try and talk this one up. My number six is Toy Story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> it, I mean, it's kind of where everything changed, where they were like, we can do CG like this. We can have incredible heartfelt stories like we already did, but in a very different kind of way. And so, yeah. yeah it did define a generation, I think. Um, I remember watching it when it first came out. Again, I got to see it in the theater. I got to see a lot of my list in the theater, which is pretty cool for me. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching this and just being like, you knew this is a whole different level of greatness. This is just like Tom mm-hmm. Hanks is Woody. I've mm-hmm. got Tim Allen as Buzz. Mm-hmm. Like, and as a kid, as a boy, and I, I know 
like young girls did this too with their Barbies and stuff. But as a boy, I mean, you always did play out big action sequences with your action figures. It really Mm -hmm. was your room became like this whole other world. And you used any toy or character you had around you. And you Mm -hmm. to see that get shown in Toy Story where you were Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I'm Andy. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like this movie's about yeah. me and my toys and to see toys that you had like i had all those little green army men and yep. i was set the them army up in men, rows the Mr. And... potato head yeah toy story is on a whole nother level when it comes mm-hmm. to like just the magic of movies and imagination and shockingly mm-hmm. it's been one of the franchises that can keep going yeah after four movies well they've made four movies and you're still like these are fantastic. Yeah, they're consistently Even if they break good. your heart every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you expected them to take a dip in quality, but the stories have been great, all of them. Yeah. Uh, I just, there's something very special to Toy Story. I knew that movie was going to be on the list. Mm-hmm. That was one of the, when we first were like, all right, animated Disney. I was like, well, Toy Story is going to be there. It just yeah. has to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I agree. I think that I probably should have it on my list, honestly. I I people are gonna make fun of me for having goofy movie on my list, but not Toy Story. But yeah, I don't have an excuse. I I did what I did and I'm gonna live with it. And I love Toy Story also. I can do that's, that. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just there's something special about that first one. The mm-hmm. whole like when they do the Disney and then it like the transition into the wallpaper with the clouds and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the and bully then, across the street. I was oh, going to say that their very scary moment in that movie is okay. how Buzz toy- no, Buzz. His name's not Buzz. It's uh, what's his name? Sid. Sid. Are you kid. talking the kid? Yeah, the Sid, yeah. Uh, how he tortures his toys, basically, and creates yeah. these disgusting amalgams of burnt Toy plastic. Story has, you brought up, like, Disney always has at least one very frightening scene in it. Mm-hmm. Toy Story has one of the most effective, disturbing, terrifying scenes for a young child ever, and that <laughs> is Sid's bedroom underneath the bed. Yeah. When all of his creation start walking out you're like as a kid you're just like no <laughs> yeah this is what nightmares are made out of <laughs> yeah so toy story number six yeah that's a very good choice oh it's so good oh my god uh my number five i believe is my the newest movie on my list oh um I was very pleasantly surprised when I saw this movie. Um, I There are not that many CG animated movies on my list, but this is obviously one of them because it's very new. Uh, my number five is Zootopia. Oh, that's so good. It, that movie, when I first saw it, it just kind of like stuck with me. I was like, that was great. It was great. And it has a really, a couple of really great, messages and but it never feels preachy and i think that's what i liked most about it is that it's it's done in a really great way that i think kids or adults can see and take things away and it's all positive um and it never feels like heavy-handed or anything so i i really like zootopia and i really like i like 
the characters of, of this little rabbit who dreams about being a cop. She's a tiny little rabbit. And how shitty her parents are. Her, her parents are like, no, you sh- you know how you PG-13. were dreaming about things? Oh, yeah. How poop- <laughs> poopy her parents are. <laughs> Too late. You already <laughs> said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut it out and I'll probably forget. Um, <laughs> but her parents are like, you should just, you know how you're dreaming about things? You should stop dreaming about things. You should just become complacent. Being complacent is fun. You should just do that instead. And uh, she is a great role model because she just decides not to. She has a dream and she follows it through and she gets to the real world and realizes hey the real world is not sunshine and rainbows it's kind of hard and it's a grind and it's day-to-day work and you're growing up and it's not always great but she continues to like fight for what she believes in and she, and i think it's really really good overall and i i just like that it does kind of present a realistic complexity that the real world has i think that that's beneficial for sure mm-hmm. and uh and how she, I think, so I, this is, I guess, getting into like the details of it. Um, it's, it's certainly true that certain professions like policing have, uh, like they have this thing where you, you, it's like a perception, I guess, that you need to be like a big, strong, like when she goes into the room with all of those cops on her first day and there's like, a rhinoceros and an elephant and a buffalo and they're all right. like these big jacked dude kind of things um and she's a tiny little bunny and it's certainly true that there are professions that have that and they think that that's what you need to be in order to be in that um and there are certainly it's certainly true that there are roles where that benefits you but not every as we see with like police brutality and certain things not every single situation can be solved by being big and strong and violence and all that stuff <laughs> Some should be for sure, but not all of them. And so there are certainly places where it's beneficial to be small and fast and, or a woman and be able to, or like being able to make certain people comfortable or deescalate a situation or whatever it is. That's really good. And so I think that the movie overall is really nice. And that's about it. So I like the story for those aspects. And I also like, obviously the character and I like the, the like overall story, not just the message part. I think it's a fun mystery story and I like Jason Bateman as the Fox and all that stuff. And it always, I laugh so much at the scene with the, when they go to the DMV and it's run mm-hmm. by sloths. Sloths. It's just the funniest thing ever to me. <laughs> because it makes the most sense. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Zootopia is that's such a fun movie. That's yeah. man, that's a fun one. <laughs> and that one also has some scary moments in it. But I remember Jason Bateman doing the voice mm-hmm. is so good. And the way that Fox is, you're like, yeah, he's made for Jason Bateman. This yeah. is not <laughs> Yeah, per- perfectly oh, sarcastic. The voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zootopia is fantastic. My favorite part about that movie mm-hmm. are all of the very little details to that world because mm-hmm. the human world is completely non-existent. Yeah. But the animals have all the like the little social media stuff, but it's all <laughs> named to be like 
as animals yeah. would probably name stuff. I all those little things. Mm-hmm. I'm just like that's so great. <laughs> yeah, they change like the names of songs and like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, pop stars as supermodels <laughs> instead of Giselle, it's Gazelle, and yeah, that's hilarious. It's awesome. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. Thank that's you. A good pick. Uh, my number five is one that maybe I'm assuming incorrectly would have been a crossover. Okay. But it might still be. There's still a few more slots left. Yeah. Uh, my number five is Robin Hood. Correct. Yes. You are correct, sir. <laughs> hey, that means I called it. You did. Remember I said I think we'll have at least two. Yeah. Two so far. Oodalolly, oodalolly, golly, what a day. I mean, you just... Robin Hood is awesome. Yeah. And for a boy, that movie is just, you want to be Robin Hood. You want to oh, yeah. be, you want to wear the hat. You want the bow and arrow. You are the little bunny. It's <laughs> like, I'll be Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, honestly, the Disney Robin Hood might be the best version of robin hood we've ever been given it's true honestly and that is shocking to me but it's true i think it is yeah I, I, like i really think it is the russell crow version is not as good the 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 live action i'm trying to remember names off the top of my head the, well, the kevin cosner kevin one Costner. is is really cool but it just and i didn't even bother with the jamie fox fox one yeah that just came out yeah, that looked like weirdly steampunky, and I didn't. Yeah, but the live action or the the animated Disney Robin Hood. My God, I was also a really just... big fan of the old old Errol Flynn one from like the, yeah. the forties or something. But yeah, that's that's very old, and Robin Hood, the animated one, I think is the best. It's just. I have so much fun watching Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole movie, you're laughing, you're in the story, you're mm-hmm. rooting for him. It has one of the hardest songs Disney has ever, like in terms of message, mm-hmm. Disney released in that time period. And that's when everyone's going to jail for taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not in Nottingham is like, such a downer of a tune. <laughs> it's raining. It's gloomy. They're getting ready to hang Friar Tuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that it was probably my gateway in as a young libertarian watching it. And a lot of people, a lot of people misquote the Robin Hood story as just being robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. That's not what happened at all. He robbed from the king and the tax collector and gave the people back their taxes that they had had extorted from them. <laughs> that they, they had had this money taken and he just gave it back. That's all that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And he it, didn't go around to the wealthy people of, mm-hmm. of Nottingham, even though there was like none. Yeah. And took their money. He just specifically went after Prince John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And the tax collector. And the tax code. Yeah. But Robin Hood is just not not a lot of music in it, but the music that's in it, you are mm-hmm. bouncing around to. Uh, my daughter sat down and watched it with me, and she was like, I love this movie, Dad. I was like, <laughs> I know, because it's so good. 
you laugh, you don't cry because it's not a sad story. But yeah, it's it's so. This is a movie. I mean, besides Jungle Book or Peter Pan, I mean, Robin Hood was another one where mm-hmm. it was you finish watching it and you're like, I need that hat with the feather. Yeah, and I need to go and sword fight some bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> <I need> to- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It made me want to get into like archery and stuff. Right, you're like, I'll be the best archer in the world. Yeah, and then we all tried holding a bow and arrow and went, "What? Yeah, this is hard. (laughs) This is really hard." (laughs) So that's my number five. All right, yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it's. I'll talk about it in a minute here. It's not my number four though. My number four is, I think, the last. Oh, that's not true. Never mind. So I don't really have a way to set it up. My number four is. Probably the is a is a pure princess movie. It's a legit princess movie. None of none of mine so far really have been. Uh, my number four is Tangled, and Tangled is better than Frozen. Don't at me. I'm just gonna put it out uh, there. Tangled is amazing. Yeah, it is. It literally is, <laughs> and it has a lot of things. I guess maybe tropes. I noticed a theme watching all these Disney movies that there tends to be a horse in them. And that horse tends to be weirdly smart, maybe a little bit of a dick, but also right a lot of the time. And uh, so horses in general, if you ever find yourself in a Disney movie, just kind of go with what they're saying. I think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> Follow the horse. <laughs> Turns yeah. out they're a lot more in tune with the world around them yeah. and the situation <laughs> around you than you are. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of meta in a way. Like if that horse broke the fourth wall, I would totally understand because that <laughs> it would fit. Yeah. It would be like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I don't know. There's just something about, tangled and when i first saw it and that's the story and i really like the music so those i like the music in frozen too i'm not saying frozen's bad i like frozen but if i had to choose one to put on my list it had to be tangled yeah tangled is it's not on my list it might should be (laughs) i don't know i really like my list but tangled this is the problem with trying to pick the top 10 Disney animated yeah. kind of the same problem we had with like comedy. Mm-hmm. There's just too many incredible movies mm-hmm. that trying to narrow it down to 10 is very difficult because yeah. you start off so confident <laughs> yeah, and you start just like that confidence is shattered after a few <laughs> like crap. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, true. But yes, tangled is, so well done so well written Mm -hmm. it's fun it made rapunzel cool more than just this like (laughs) lady in a tower yeah it made rapunzel cool for the first time ever and she's so sweet yeah she's so loving and sweet which is crazy considering her quote-unquote mother Mm -hmm. is such an evil horrible nasty human creature thing <laughs> yeah uh it's like her song mother knows best the first time i saw that movie mm-hmm. when she started to sing that the whole time i was like this is gross this yeah. feels so evil yeah <laughs> like, i'm honestly like obviously abusive and yeah y- yeah 
I would almost say Rapunzel's mother mm-hmm. might be one of the most like skin crawling villains to mm-hmm. me because you can you get such a sense of like mm-hmm. the abuse and the movie's so great though (laughs) well that that's one of the great things that i think disney movies do especially the disney like folklore stories do is they take stories where the real story is like so much darker and more disturbing (laughs) like all of these grim fairy tales and like the actual like german folklore that rapunzel's based on so much more disturbing than the way that it's put on film and so disney will take that polish it up Make it look real nice, and then leave a little bit of the actual like yeah. e- evil, scary parts. But the rest of it is really, really good. And so I think that it's a good balance for for sure. <laughs> uh, you can't bring Tangled up though without bringing up Zachary Levi mm-hmm. as Flynn Reed Ryder. Mm-hmm. He might be one of the best like Disney male yeah. character. He's so well created and he's so funny Mm -hmm. and you root for him even though he's a thief like Mm -hmm. you are on his side yeah from the get-go yeah uh yeah he's very charming and charismatic he's like the zachary levi plays that so well and i think he pairs with mandy moore as rapunzel so well i love both of them together dude one of my favorite sequences in that movie is the uh well when flynn first goes to the tower Mm-hmm. And she keep she like knocks him out with the frying pan. Yeah, her trying to stuff him into the wardrobe <laughs> is one of the funniest sequences yeah. in that movie. <laughs> and then when they leave the tower, and she's like super excited, and then super depressed, and then super excited, <laughs> running around, and mm-hmm. and then super mother will never forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole bit is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just overall great, and that's why I had to it put is. out my number four. That's such a sweet film. <laughs> uh, my number four would probably be the other Disney movie that people would be like, no, this is the one that defined your generation and kind of also boosted Disney storytelling to a whole new level. Mm. Uh, I'm wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, number four is The Lion King mm-hmm. for me. This movie, even watching it this week, man, <laughs> like you hit play and you are immediately like, here it comes. Yeah. And you are in it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, give me the circle of life. Yeah. Show me the kingdom. I don't know if I'm going to watch Mufasa die, <laughs> but <show me. laughs> I'll cover my eyes during that part. Right. As an adult, I still don't take that scene well. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> The Lion King is just, it really is. I mean, I think Disney has been doing this for a long, long, long time mm-hmm. where they really do ramp up. They start increasing like the quality of the writing, quality of the animation, the scenery, everything yeah. just gets amped up with every new film. Uh, the Lion King, though, there is just something mm-hmm. genuinely powerful mm-hmm. about this movie. The music especially just hits different. Like that music is big orchestral music that just hits hits you. 
it it's yeah it's grand mm-hmm. and the the whole world the whole you know being in africa you get to see the jungle you're seeing like the prairie and all of this um and the fact that like this was a movie where the writers kind of proved their worth like the writers and animators everyone mm-hmm. was kind of at a standstill when the lion king was getting created and so they were told we'll just make something we have to have something so just go mm-hmm. and i mean yeah it's based on hamlet but it's such a great interpretation of hamlet and yeah. I, that might also give it such a, a uh the the deep mm-hmm. kind of story to it or feelings to it is the fact that it is shakespearean yeah has they a, dropped grim <laughs> and went shakespearean and you're it like, has oh. a great like lineage <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, and dude, Scar, yeah. Jeremy Irons as Scar. That's that's like the Dang. the pinnacle villain, I would say. <laughs> Watching it this week, his song "Be Prepared." Mm-hmm. That whole sequence, that song number, is terrifying. Yeah, it's so like Nazi Germany style. Mm, yeah, it's so. <laughs> evil yeah and like, like the, the green, green green fire it's exactly it's just the scariest scene yeah the lion king just i saw the lion king at the drive-in and i remember just like being a little kid watching it on that screen and the sun rising with that song you're mm-hmm. just like immediately just oh my god what am i watching <laughs> Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I don't have it on my list. It was one really? of it was one of those movies that I was like, it, it's either gonna be in my top three, and then my top three filled up, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> where do I put it then? And then I'm just gonna pretend that it doesn't exist for this. <laughs> so I sadly do not, but I should. I am shocked on that one. Actually, I know. I really let shocked. you down. That's okay, because I know that even though it's not in your top 10, I know that The Lion King is still that kind of movie that like has a heavy impact, a huge impact. So that's a I mean, it it packs a wallop. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's very powerful. And James Earl Jones and and like especially when he's especially when he's in the clouds and like telling him everything about his life. It's like this is just everything I needed to know about my life. Like, please teach me what to do. That's also okay. You've brought up messages in Disney films Mm -hmm. a handful of times. The Lion King probably has the simplest way of explaining how we need to live life in general. Mm -hmm. And that's Rafiki smacking Simba (laughs) on the head. Yeah. And he's like, because Simba's like, still hurt by the past and Rafiki just whaps him mm-hmm. <laughs> with a stick. And Simba's like, Oh, that hurts. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but it's in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like forget about it. Move on. It's yeah. back there. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's not right now. And it's not in the future. Yeah. The Lion King is just such a dang. That movie <laughs> just blows my mind every time. Yeah. Every time I yeah. watch it. It's kind of too good. It's among the best for sure. I mean, not to you. No. But you know what it is to me? 
Uh, we already talked about it. Robin Hood. Let's talk about it again. Oh, all right. <laughs> my, num- <laughs> my number three is Robin Hood because it was absolutely my favorite one as a kid. Like I, like we talked about, I watched it constantly. And uh, I didn't know that it was the first feature film produced after Walt Disney's death, though. I found that out oh, this week. I didn't even know that one. I thought that was oh. interesting. Um, but it's, I mean, I've watched it a million times. And I know that people will criticize it. I've seen people criticize it. People that are like Disney purists or animation purists or critics and stuff. They're like, it reuses animation from other movies and stuff. If they are Disney purists, then they need to understand that even their favorites (laughs) reused animation. That was a thing for Disney films through like 50s, 60s and 70s was Mm. reusing. And it wasn't laziness. It was simply like, no, we're trying to make our animators' lives a little yeah. easier. This stuff you is don't, very difficult You don't understand do. how much time it takes to make a feature-length <laughs> film. We have this this motion of this bear doing this thing. Let's just do it again. We have a yeah. bear in this movie, and we have a snake in this movie, and let's just do the same thing. Um, yeah, I, so I don't mind it at all. It doesn't take me out of it. I don't care. It's all good. Um, and then kind of like we talked about, I love just the character of Robin Hood and all of the merry men. I love Lil John. I love Friar Tuck and all of them, especially as animals. Like it just adds so much to it and how, how he's kind of Robin Hood's kind of like playful with like, with uh, Prince John and, and all of the bad guys and kind of not afraid to get caught. Cause he knows he's the best and all this stuff. <laughs> right. his, his confidence, I guess his confidence <laughs> is kind of, very exciting. So I like that. And I I was thinking about it and Maid Marion might have been my first like movie crush ever. I and mean she's a fox. She's literally a vixen. So that's like a female fox. <laughs> so I'm not gonna judge you. Because <laughs> rewatching it this week and she shows up immediately I was like She's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it was like does this say about me this is weird but she's so like yeah just you can tell her character has so much heart and so much like Mm -hmm. i think i really like maid marion yeah and she Uh. sees like the goodness in robin like she even though she comes from she's being like held captive she's just a great character and someone who you would definitely love to fall in love with uh kind of on that topic completely unrelated but i'm going to change the topic a little bit i was talking to Christy about the new Space Jam movie, which I haven't seen yet. I refuse to watch it. I'm, I'm oh, really? saying it right now. I will not watch the new Space Jam. <laughs> I was going to watch it because I assumed we'd have to talk about it at some point. But I've been You're seeing own, I've sir. been seeing this controversy about how Lola Bunny is not hot anymore. Like she was hot in Space Jam, and they made her un specifically unhot. They took away like she was like flat chest kind of. Um, and I was like, that A, I don't care at all. And B, Maid Marian is like the most like she's dressed like a nun basically the whole time. And she's like, I she's hot, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird sentence to say. And this is the uh the very awkward part of the show. <laughs> okay. Well we learned that Jake has a thing for animated animals dude i just said i agreed with you that made marion 
She's so pretty. I mean, she's a fox. That's what she's you said. She's so pretty. She is. She's so gorgeous. And I'm like, <laughs> the way. It's also, mostly like, in the, the eyes. That, it's in the eyes. Yes. Yes. Disney does it. And it's also, to me, her, the way she interacts with like the kids or interacts with just everyone around her is yeah. so inviting and so loving that yeah. I'm like. It's gentle, but oh. strong. <laughs> she's great. God damn it. <laughs> Darn it. Oh. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> fiddlesticks anyway that's my number three i yep. will forever love the best version of robin hood yeah it's fantastic <laughs> uh my number three i'm pretty sure is going to be in your top two okay which if it is then that means i know what the rest of your list is okay that's uh, true my number three is like the guy Disney film. Mm. It's got one of my favorite villains. It's got just everything about it is incredible to me. Uh, my number three is the great mouse detective. Oh, it's not. But oh it, my God. It was, it was literally the first oh movie when I was putting my list together. It was the first movie I wrote down and then it just kind of kept moving down. I was so positive. I was like, <laughs> Jake and I are going to have this one and it'll be awesome. <laughs> I do love it. That. I do love it. It was like I wrote down Great Mouse Detective, and then I wrote down Rescuers Down Under, and then I, and then I was like going down my list, and then they never, <laughs> neither of them made it. Yeah, Down Under <laughs> was on the list for a little while, and it it kept getting knocked down. <laughs> All right, The Great Mouse Detective mm-hmm. was like the kids' version of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, which I think every kid needs. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's so intense and it's so good. Yeah, and seeing like that old <laughs> London with like from these like mice perspective, it's so cool. That I mean, the Great Mouse. Of T- I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words. Mm-hmm. It's just so enjoyable. It's such a cool like the case study. You get to see all these seedy parts of London, mm-hmm. which are just mousified uh yeah we're gonna run with that (laughs) there's a bat who's one of the Mm -hmm. grossest characters ever and he's just peg legged with like a hole in his wing (laughs) but what makes a great mouse i mean everything about it is so well done uh with dr dawson and the little girl and her dad Mm mm-hmm but what makes a great mouse detective so memorable to me is Radigan, yeah. the villain. Yeah. He is truly <laughs> evil. Like, he is. He is scary. He's frightening, especially towards the end when he just like drops the whole mm-hmm. manners or polite <laughs> or like dressed up kind of stuff. When he goes full primal, mm-hmm. it was terrifying to watch it's so like the whole i'm not gonna give spoilers but there's a fight sequence in a clock inside the clock with the gears Mm -hmm. it's so effective because there's no music it's just the gears Mm -hmm. and yelling and Mm -hmm. hitting it's so effective great master that movie when we came up the list i was like 
two movies <laughs> I know are in my top three. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. There is no negotiating these guys. Mm-hmm. The Great Mass Detective was one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel this movie needs way more attention than it gets. It does, for sure. Because it's so good. Yeah. I can't believe it's not considered a heavy hitter because it, it might be like one of the heavier hitters for me mm-hmm. personally, obviously. Yeah, it's so good. I had to. I made sure that I didn't like lose it and wanted it to be in my honorable mentions so that yeah. I could. I could certainly make sure that people knew about it, checked it out. It's really good. It's so good. It's, God, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number two is our first crossover, Wally. Yep. So our number, my number one, is still a mystery, and. As I was watching it this week, it's kind of rare that Disney has like a post-apocalyptic movie. Like that's yep. not not a normal thing on the surface already. And then you talked about how it's kind of a silent movie for the first part of it and all of the trash and everything. It feels kind of weird. I really like I think that that's so cool how the environment is used to tell the story and the signs and the the just the purely the animation hardly any dialogue just the animation is telling the story and so i really really like it for that reason um and then like you mentioned you connect with the character wally so immediately and i think part of that at least for me because i'm a weirdo he reminds me a lot of uh, Johnny Five from Short Circuit. It might be in the eyes. It's the eyes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the only thing, because same here, it's the only thing that resembles Johnny Five or yeah. the eyes. And they're not even the same eyes. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. Yeah. They're just like tubes that articulate, I guess. And he does like, he learns about humanity from watching TV and, and stuff, our stuff, I guess. Um, and so it's, it's really cool. It's really different because it has like live action actors in it yeah on in like the commercials and then the movies and stuff so that's kind of interesting but um i really like obviously how romantic wally is he's like the he has this romantic streak for eva who is has more strict programming and so she tries to like follow her initiative much more than he does I'm just going to point this out real quick. That is, that's telling how you connect to the character of Wally so well. Mm-hmm. You called her Eva. Eva. Oh, yeah. Her name's her, Eve. Her, her name's Eve. She tries to correct him several times and he just can't say it, <laughs> which is adorable. Again. No, no, I'm not judging that at all. I yeah. thought that was such a great moment because, yeah, that's how you know her character throughout the movie is Eva, not Eve. Yeah. You're like, no, no, Wally's saying it right. Yeah. You're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, I again, it, the message in the movie is so great and pure, even though it's, again, I don't think it's that heavy handed in the sense that it's about, it's partly about waste and all the obvious stuff is about all the junk that we've accrued on earth and we don't mm-hmm. like all the stuff that wall is cleaning up material objects. But I think the more poignant part of the movie is when he ends up in space and he's on the ship and he sees all these people, these slobs who are in these uh, hover rascals basically. Right. And all they're doing is they're wasting their time. They're just watching like TV and commercials all the time. 
and they're wasting their bodies. They're just like filling with junk, not moving, just like hovering everywhere. And it's so uh, obvious that they've just kind of given up. And it's it's kind of sad, I guess. Yeah, to me, the movie boil really boils down to connection. Mm-hmm. And it's such a unique way of showing it for the first half between Wally, the cockroach, and with, with Eva. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when the humans have to connect for the first time in however long, <laughs> mm-hmm. to me, like watching it this week, immediately was like, oh, man. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it was, you know, holding these freaking things yep. immediately was just like, I think I need this to go away for a while because <laughs> yeah, it really does. I think Wally is probably the preachiest Disney movie, mm-hmm. but not in a like irritating way. I take it as in a very necessary way yeah. of smacking you and not, they don't even try to be metaphorical about it. They're literally staring at a screen. Yeah. It's like six inches from their face. Yeah. They've lost all <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah, anybody that's ever like <laughs> gone out in public and stood at like a bus stop or something and and you just like look around and you see everybody looking at their phones in their hands like this, it's like yeah, that, that Wally was right. Every this is what's happening. Yeah. It's true like Wally's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Yeah. But it's such a beautiful movie. It is. It is. And the animation is un- incredible. It just looks so good. It is, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two. I was noticing weirdly pissed off a lot of people. Interesting, because they claim that it's not for children, and I argue that a thousand percent. It. Uh, in my number two, is probably the most important Disney movie they've ever made. Okay. And it's created such a incredible. It's become such an incredible tool, especially for like, uh, like therapists and parents and children, even to be able to understand certain aspects of life and being able to work through it or process it. This mm. movie just kind of became more than just a movie to me. Okay. Um, but my number two is Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah. Where- I mean, it literally became a tool for doctors and therapists and stuff to use with children of processing emotions, Mm -hmm. to use with parents to learn how to help their children process the stuff or to work with each other instead of just, you know, reacting, but being more of a learning understanding and being there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Inside Out is probably the most powerful Disney movie to me because it the messages that it it brings along it deals with a lot of very real world situations mm-hmm. which is not something disney typically will do yeah <laughs> it, it drops like the actual magic stuff of life and really shows you how things break down how easily it can break down how important all of your emotions actually are mm-hmm. and how only focusing on one or only allowing one to really be there can be detrimental to you Mm -hmm. it's i could man inside out (laughs) that's one of the watching it this week i was like inside out could be one of those movies where we do like a super deep dive into because there's so much to it yeah uh 
but it man it gets to me every time i watch it because it's just it's like watching it from a parent's point of view very much especially a my child is that same age as riley very like oh i feel like (laughs) i need to be taking notes oh i feel like i need to really be proactive in how i'm gonna do things um but besides all that the silliness of it the heart of it is very still disney it's very fun Mm -hmm. it's very silly yeah inside out very famous for being like oh you're happy here's your heart and we're gonna stomp all over it (laughs) yeah it gets very very sad with a purpose for sure with a purpose and but the yeah i just inside out blew me away when i saw that movie it was just so like i was floored Mm -hmm. couldn't couldn't really move after it ended and i'm like (laughs) what (laughs) you know and then i started learning all this stuff with like therapists and doctors using it and parents using it and it was just like how crazy is that that this this movie about your emotions Mm -hmm. has just become like this way bigger thing Mm -hmm. where people are able especially with like children with like learning disabilities they're able to use this film and these characters Mm -hmm. to help communicate I think that's pretty powerful and pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool that they were able to explain it in a better way than, or, yeah. a, or maybe a more universal way or a more clear way than a, even therapists could. Right. It's like, just, oh, yeah, that's that's what we were trying to say. That's really cool. And Amy Poehler playing Joy, dude. Perfect. It's so perfect. It's like <laughs> listening to Leslie Nope. <laughs> for a whole movie you're like yep i love it i absolutely love it and <laughs> bill Hader as fear yeah is so hilarious <laughs> <laughs> he's always hilarious i love him <laughs> but yeah inside out that movie just it doesn't matter how many times i watch it it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how long it's been or whatnot since i've watched it the movie just i gotta brace myself every time i put that movie in <laughs> so yeah I'm like okay <laughs> yeah i remember the first time we watched it it like ended and i was like i didn't know that animated movies could be that intense or that impactful <laughs> or that like powerful like i have felt feelings before in animated films but this just was something different yeah was- <laughs> it was next level and i think that's that's huge for sure yeah <laughs> So my number two was Inside Out, or is Inside Out. Okay. Uh, So my number one favorite Disney animated movie of all time. I think I know what it is. Do you? I I don't know that I know what yours is, and it's kind of throwing me off because I feel like I would have figured it out by now. Mine is not one that anyone would be able to guess. Okay. Uh, I told my family, I had family in town recently, Mm. and I told them, like, what it was and everyone was like except for my daughter she mm-hmm. knew mm-hmm. but everyone else was like really i was like i dude i know <laughs> i have a similar response for mine i don't think most people would expect this to be my number one but it's been my number one favorite movie animated disney movie for like ever for as long as i can remember basically so for me it's beauty and the beast i knew it <laughs> i knew it i knew it yeah you got me. You know how I knew it? Because Gaston's jacked. 
No, because of how much you love that live action remake. Oh, yeah. You can tell how much I love this one based on the level of vitriol I have for the live action remake, which sucks. <laughs> it's It stinks. It's awful. It's terrible. But I don't need to focus on that because I live in a world where the animated one exists. And that's, that's all right. I care about. That is right. <laughs> and I... I, I, I love it. I put it on and I hadn't seen it in so long. I put it on this week and just the way that it opens and the music and like the, it's the slow fade in on the animation and just the way that the like instrumental music plays is so amazing. And the story it tells it's, it's one of those movies that is like, it's, it's a story essentially about a miracle. And the miracle is that this spoiled young prince has to learn to be selfless by the time he's 21, I didn't know that I real. I don't know that I realized that until this week. The curse that the like old lady, the witch puts on him is that rose. The last petal will fall on his 21st birthday, and I was like, I "You have I to ever... figure your shit out by the time you're 21." <laughs> <laughs> that movie's full of lies. Now you know that, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this guy pulled off a miracle because there's no way that's possible. Anyway, <laughs> but. I I really like the story. I really like Belle. I think that she's everybody talks about how oh Disney princesses now are not um, damsels in distress. I don't think that Belle was back then a damsel in distress. I think that she was very brave and very strong. Like the whole, and it's annoying to see it try to get canceled. Um, people are they tried try- to cancel the Beauty and the Beast. People are trying to cancel Beauty and the Beast because they're like. She uh, gets like imprisoned. There are like, you could put one or two sentences together that make it sound terrible. But if you focus on the actual context and the choices of the characters, they're actually making great decisions. The beast doesn't imprison her because he's a misogynist. He doesn't control her and make her like come to dinner and stuff because he's a misogynist. He does it because he has zero people skills. He's been in a cage and been a beast for like a long time. He was a selfish prince like before this, before he even became a beast. And uh, so, and he literally immediately puts her in much better conditions than she had. He had her father. He imprisons her father, who uh, he did not because he hates women, obviously. He treats him her the exact same way. And so it's, and then as soon as Belle decides to like trade her life for her father, she's brave, she's selfless. And the beast is just like, whatever somebody has to pay for this trespassing and then he immediately like upgrades her to first class he's like okay you get a room you get like all this nice stuff so he's i mean he's a dick to her but he's generally very great hold on hey kiddo it's the little one red button at the top aim it at the (laughs) (laughs) sorry thank you i appreciate it I don't know if you heard that. No. I was like, thank you, because she turned it off for me, and she goes, whatever. <laughs> Walked away. These <sighs> kids these days, I tell you. Kids these days. <laughs> so you but were saying about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, so it's it, obviously he's rude to her, and he's not nice, but it's pretty clear from the story that he's not being nice, and I think that's fine. Gaston is certainly a 
misogynist, but that's always, I don't think anybody's ever seen the movie and been like, oh, he's a douche. Like everybody who's seen it has thought, oh, he's a douchebag, you know? Mm -hmm. And so even though he is jacked, and uh, he can snap a leather belt just by flexing his neck. And I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Beauty and the Beast is. It's a big movie. Mm-hmm. There's, it's a big movie. <laughs> All in part to that castle. That castle yeah. is massive. Yeah. Uh, no, I've always really enjoyed Beauty and the Beast. I've always thought wonderful film. I didn't know they tried to cancel it. Are they just trying to cancel everything these days? Is I think so. The problem. They're also trying to cancel Little Mermaid because she like quote unquote gives up her voice to like for a man, but that's not what happens at all. The point of the story of Little Mermaid is that she is wishing is careful what you wish for that you shouldn't wish to like have legs and and it's also that there's always trade-offs in life if you want legs you need to lose your voice and uh also don't trust witches in the sea that's the moral of little mermaid (laughs) if someone's shady don't make (laughs) deals with them yeah if you make a deal with the devil you're gonna get burned that's kind of the story (laughs) right of the little mermaid People, you need to calm down. These are stories. Yeah. They're val- oh. they're valuable stories. That's the part that annoys me. There is so much value in these characters and the lessons they learn. And if you just take everything out of context and say, I don't like that, or this person was mean, he was mean for a reason, and the, the life is complicated, and, you know. But it's not satisfying to say that. It's satisfying to so, say this is bad. The Beast is mean. I think you saw... You, you summed it up well, and not given his character the excuse, but this is just kind of fact. Uh, he's been cooped up forever, mm-hmm. and he's he started off when he was a human as selfish, as probably not a good person. Right. That's the whole reason he was cursed in the first place is because right. he didn't take in this witch. So now he's like spent this whole time wallowing in self-pity, mm-hmm. resentment, hate, not interacting with anything except for his staff who have been turned into objects, <laughs> right. which who are all already still... would have viewed them as objects, not as people. So he's not going to make servants relationships with these people. Mm-hmm. Although he uh, does take their advice. Generally, he like he does. He, he um, I think that he depends on them more. And that's partly because he doesn't have thumbs anymore. So he kind of needs to. <laughs> uh i think watching him learn human interaction but also love yeah is kind of cool in that movie um and of course disney hits you with the best way disney does when they're trying to show you character development or moving the plot forward or anything Mm-hmm. They do it in song and beauty and the beast has some of the best music. It really does. <laughs> Not like the lyrics are amazing, but also the music music is the amazing. The music is incredible. Uh, I mean, beauty and the beast was nominated for an, a best picture Oscar. Oh, really? Yes. That tells you something. It's funny, we try not to give the Oscars too much credit, but (laughs) we always end up saying, like, this was nominated. (laughs) But that's pretty telling. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a cool movie. I I do really love Beauty and the Beast. 
the whole fight sequence between Gaston and the beast is one of the coolest, most yeah. intense ones. Um, I never took Bella as damsel in distress. No, I didn't either. I think that actually that's she's pretty probably obvious. one of the more she's in the rare company mm-hmm. of very strong willed and independent mm-hmm. female in a Disney film, especially yeah. the early ones. Yeah. And I guess part of it, I think too, at least what I've heard is all of the townspeople treat her as weird and peculiar just because she reads and, but I, she's smart. Yeah. <laughs> but the time, the time that that was in reading is a luxury. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you need to survive, you need to work from sunup to sundown. And uh, if you're sitting around reading books and dreaming about things, not that productive. So it's yes, it's important to do, but these people not entirely wrong for not for feeling like she should be, you know, pulling her weight <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Did you know she has a cameo in the Hunchback of Notre Dame? I don't think so. No. Yeah. I'll have to watch it again. I haven't in a long time. I almost did this so, week. I just tried. I did time. watch it this week right after I found out that she has a cameo in it. And I was like, well, I want to see the cameo. <laughs> I guess I'm watching the whole movie. <laughs> have to see it in context. Yeah. You don't need the context of her cameo, but yeah, she's yeah. got a cameo. That's funny. She's walking down the street, reading her book. Oh, is she like that character is in the same universe. Yeah. That makes sense. I think they both have happen in France. They do. And, in Paris, the problem is, well, I guess she's technically not in town during the, because she's walking towards the fountain with her book. Okay. That's her cameo. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you've seen Hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, like there's a lot of fire. Yeah. <laughs> towards the conclusion <laughs> of that movie. And I'm like, but she does, there's no mention. And then I just remembered like, oh yeah, she's out of town. Mm-hmm. she's kind of being in prison so she has no clue the events that would be happening in paris <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean the town she lives in is i think small i don't think she lives in paris i think she lives in like a suburb or a smaller town something like that yeah yeah but yeah her cameo is she's walking towards the fountain reading her book that's cool yeah that is a good movie though yeah. that is a good movie one of the and best our guest is always going to be a song where People will hear the name Disney and will mm-hmm. hum, be our guest. They'll just know it. Yeah. I didn't know until this week, speaking of things we just learned, that Jerry Orbach was Lumiere. Do you know who Jerry Orbach is from Law Sounds- and Order? He's like the detective with like the gray hair from Law and Order. Oh, really? Yeah. He's Lumiere. Weird. I know. So that's huh. That is fun. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna see One him differently tidbit. now <laughs> <laughs> all right well my number one no one's gonna be able to guess i'm so excited you can try to guess but you won't is it i don't even know if i can come up with a funny guess in time go ahead and just tell me <laughs> <laughs> um so my number one obviously after being a father uh Movies with strong-willed, independent women really hit home for me because that's the kind of Frozen. Uh, example I want. <laughs> example I want for my daughter, um, and Disney has provided tons mm-hmm. of inspirational female characters. Um, ooh, can you bring me one? 
<laughs> Can you bring me some taffy then? I want taffy. You okay? Saltwater taffy. Yeah. Hey, that's a good segue. Um, so anyways. Oh. <laughs> Little Mermaid, because she's under the sea and there's salt water there. Not even close. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so like we went and saw this movie and the music, the whole like super deep dive into this culture, their way of life, this mm. whole uh, mythology of this, of these people, just everything started hitting me really deep. Mm-hmm. And I was not expecting it. And it kind of actually, after seeing it, kind of started inspiring me to like appreciate, not to sound super hippie-ish, but to <laughs> kind of appreciate like nature, nature around me. And kind of like, I started seeing things a little differently. It blew me off guard, mm-hmm. whatever. But what really hit me, besides just the music, was the main character mm-hmm. and her determination to follow destiny to to branch out to you know be independent and mm-hmm. strong-willed even in tough times learning that you kind of have to embrace the tough times to fulfill what what you're doing yeah it's gonna um, be scary but you need to be brave yeah it'll and- be scary but ultimately your heart is what will mm-hmm. bring you to it uh, it also kind of helps that Dwayne Johnson <laughs> is in the film as well. So my number one is and a Moana. great singer and a great singer. Yeah. Moana just, I it's, it's so hard <laughs> to explain why, but <laughs> we went and saw it in the theater, my daughter and I, and it was immediately, mm-hmm. you know, it opens up with like the quick little uh, backstory Disney version backstory of Maui stealing the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the film opens up from that to Moana as this child being taught these, these stories of their, their culture and stuff. And it like, it really started resonating with me because I was like, man, we, we kind of don't have that mm-hmm. here. Yeah. We don't have like a traditional storyteller. We don't have like that generational let's sit down. You're going to hear a story based on us. Right. Kind of like our origins Mm -hmm. history for us is usually kind of just taken in stride or taken in vain or simply brushed off. And I kind of, it's very like disconnected. It's not personal at all. It's like, Oh, there were these people that did this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the whole Samoan culture, has become very fascinating to me thanks to Moana. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the whole story of like Moana setting off to continue like the, the lineage of their culture and their everything, expand it, bring them back to their basics, bring them back to like who they are. Yeah. Uh, and it helps a lot that her theme song is, <laughs> I can't hear it without mm-hmm. being like, hit in the feels yeah i'm not even gonna try to sing it um it is one of the best like (laughs) put together put together melodies that we've had in a long time yeah i just moana hits on a whole new level to me and it's just chock full of silly weird things but when you look at like 
that culture and how they view life and the world, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense. And it, it kind of reinvigorates all that to me. But yeah, Moana is my number one. I, it, it was, we saw it in the theater and immediately <laughs> when it ended, I was just like, that's my favorite Disney film <laughs> I've ever seen. Like that is my favorite. Yeah. And it has maintained that it hasn't even gotten budged. Yeah. For, there's just something, there's so much to it to, for me. I'm just like, um, it's my, mm-hmm. that's what I was watching mm-hmm. earlier. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt after seeing Wally. I was like, that's my favorite. It's not above beauty and the beast. Cause that's, you know, has seniority, but it's close. And that yeah. all, all of a sudden is like immediately after seeing it. This is amazing. I love it forever. Yeah. And I, I feel like movies like Wally, movies like Moana or Inside Out, and mm-hmm. they have so much to, to teach us, to show us, kind of to offer. You said yeah. it earlier where they're, they're important stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the surface, they're silly and m- musical numbers. But I mean, when you get to the heart of these stories, there's a lot to it that I mm-hmm. think uh, we should probably be, I guess, rewatching. kind of refocusing on (laughs) yeah it's great for kids to see them and learn those but it's important i think for adults to not forget them at the same time yeah yeah it it was i mean say what you will about disney and i i think we said this didn't we do like a live action disney we did like a a family movie episode that we said we could include some disney but not animated that's what it was uh I don't, after doing that family episode and after doing, oh, that's what it was. So we also did our animated episode, but not yeah, Disney. That's so true. watching those and then the family episode and then this, I kind of find myself at a weird juncture, if you will, mm-hmm. junction of like, I kind of just want to watch all these family films and all <laughs> these Disney films. Yeah. Just to kind of like, palette cleanse if you will (laughs) yeah yeah it's very it it makes me feel nice and better i tend to gravitate towards things that are pretty gritty and dark yeah and and me too i i tend to go for the darker things and it's kind of i don't know that i noticed that that may take some sort of toll and then it's kind of nice to have this light come into your life and you feel (laughs) feel really good (laughs) that's thank you uh yeah disney and that's weird to say because we i we are both like not disney super nerds or fans by any means we're the first to shit on disney as much as possible (laughs) i don't like but yeah they definitely do get a lot of things right and i think that's that is a huge reason for the success it yeah and Disney is one of those companies where you're like, when the world ends in whenever, mm-hmm. Disney will probably still be like running just mm. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll have automated it all to robots by then. They'll be like the Twinkie of the apocalypse. Just, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're here. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. The apocalypse brought to you by Disney. <laughs> So yeah, that's our uh, that's our Ooh. top ten Disney film. Wow, that was fun. That was fun. That was good. Do you have any honorable good. mentions? Several, probably too many. <laughs> the um, other 
40s. Besides the ones that we've already mentioned, um, Tarzan is a great one. If you want great music, Tarzan is up there. Yeah. Um, Princess and the Frog, I think, deserves Hmm. much needed attention. That movie is hilarious. It's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does something really brilliant with the side character who is uh, Fiona's like best friend. She's like the rich young girl Mm. in new Orleans who you would take. She's blonde. You know, she's, she's very cliche in appearance. Okay. But when you watch her character, yeah, she's obnoxious and silly, Mm -hmm. but she's not dumb. She's (laughs) actually very heart driven and giving and loving. John Mm -hmm. Goodman plays the voice of her dad. He's kind of like not the King of New Orleans, but very prominent businessman but that movie has some great things in it and also if you're ever curious about new orleans culture yeah princess and the frog does a real cool telling Mm -hmm. of all that it's very different kind of uh yeah story and a different kind of magic all the magic in the other kinds of disney movies are not that it's southern voodoo whatever it's called it's scary magic yeah i really like i know it it got a lot of flack for being for just kind of embracing the scarier side of magic Mm -hmm. i actually really appreciated it all the other movies i talked about have scary magic too it's not (laughs) it's not better because it's uh not scary it it is right right um should probably okay 101 dalmatians yeah it's a fantastic mm-hmm. film. That's a movie where the animation mm-hmm. is so well done. I mean, yes, Corella Deville, evil, mm-hmm. still boggled that they made a movie <laughs> solely about her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the animation in that movie is so well done. It's beautiful yeah. as they're like going through the countryside, just the way that they draw london during that time the parks mm-hmm. and the i love that movie Rewatching it this week i was like oh man <laughs> yeah it might be among <laughs> my favorites of the animation style because i really like there's like weirdly sharp angles i guess on like yeah. the buildings and stuff and the way they're up, like house or apartment is all kind of cluttered with the the dogs and yeah like the cars and like the smoke that comes out of the exhaust it's just it is really cool. It is. It's just it. Just watch Disney films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Do you have any uh, uh, extra? I do. Um, so I was gonna put obviously Great Mouse Detective, The Rescuers Down Under. I think I like yep. a little better than The Rescuers. Um, Me too. Both are There's good. something about that Golden Eagle that's just so <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Yeah, just being an, an Australian and their like guide who has like an Australian accent and uh, the wife who like is like, Oh, he's so nice. And then end up like reconnecting with her husband. I, I don't know. Even as a kid, I was like, that's sweet. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Emperor's new groove actually like really funny. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, I freaking forgot how funny this movie is. <laughs> uh, and then uh, probably Ratatouille. I almost had okay. on my list. I really like Ratatouille. I like how you pronounce it. Ratatouille. You have Ratatouille. to say 
Ratatouille, every syllable. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very sweet movie. That's a great movie. And it makes you want to eat. The food looks really good. It does. God, (laughs) that movie makes you so hungry, or at least makes you want to think that you are this amazing gourmet chef. Yeah. Best you can do is a grilled cheese. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If a rat under a hat, if a rat under a hat can do it, I can do it. Right. (laughs) You're like, how do I season things? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what does what. Cheese. I put cheese on it, and it's good. So tell us what your favorite, uh, your top 10 Disney movies would be. Yeah. Um, Chastise us for forgetting any. I'm sure we'll probably get some flag for not having Frozen on there. Frozen uh, is a good movie. I personally may be slightly overblown. I do think it is the defining animated movie for the next generation. Yeah. Whatever generation comes after us. I forget what they're called. I do think, but I think it was just so everywhere so ubiquitous that it was like kind of annoying it's genuinely good and the music is genuinely amazing but i'm a little oversaturated talk to me in 10 years i'm sure i'll come back to it no i agree i think it did oversaturate everything you couldn't go you still can't go anywhere without freaking hearing let it go yeah (laughs) it's true it's a little bit much but (laughs) I got to give it credit because it it, it kind of like with us yeah. for a lot of young girls, it, it struck that perfect chord where it was. Right. Oh, I do find it funny having to remind, especially like my daughter or other girls that uh, Elsa is not the hero of the story. No. It's Anna. A very obviously Anna is Anna. the hero. Yeah. <laughs> Elsa is very close to becoming a villain. She just happens to be saved by the love of her sister. (laughs) She didn't have that. She would be a witch in the woods. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And she would be in another Disney movie. Anna is the hero. I've always, I, I personally love Anna way more than Elsa. Nothing against Elsa, but Anna is like, Mm -hmm. you are perfect and you are a great Disney princess. Yeah. But that's, Neither here or there. Uh, yeah. yeah, so let us know. Um, Disney has so many movies. I'm sure there's a bunch that we've missed. But. Yeah, and I think everybody has one that's personal to them that they identified yeah. with most. So definitely comment uh, at Movie Boners. Let us know your favorite, and uh, and we're, we'd love to talk about it with you for sure. Yeah. Um, now, it's funny that we're doing like... <laughs> The Super Family episode, and I just got done saying watching these is like a palate cleanser. It's very nice. It's refreshing. We were just like having mm-hmm. a light come into <laughs> like the movie watching lives. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So we're following this up with <laughs> one of the most sadistic, grown up, gross. I don't know what to count. We'll 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 figure it out next week. Yeah. Uh, so do your homework, folks. Um, we're going to deep dive into American Psycho. Yeah, we're going to be <laughs> spoiling it, talking about every little detail about it, the story, the message. So there'll be lots of spoilers. So in the next week, hopefully you have gotten joy brought into your life by Disney. You are all filled up and ready to experience American Psycho. Yeah, don't watch this with the kids. No. Any kids still listening? Hopefully you weren't, but in case you did, tell your parents not 
to let you watch American Psycho. <laughs> um, and you know what? Don't watch it with your parents. Don't watch. Don't it watch with it in general. Your spouses. Don't you can watch it. <laughs> you might be able to watch it by the time you're thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Not before. <laughs> Oh, it'll be an interesting deep dive into that one. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to it. And we we are going to go in because apparently it is listed as a comedy. So we will be diving mm. into our thoughts on that. But yeah. yeah, so this will be fun going from. Have you ever seen the sequel? No. Did you know there's a sequel? I did, but with I Mila Kunis. No, I have not. <laughs> Should we watch it just as a like bonus? Maybe. Since we're only watching one movie, you certainly can. All right. I've never seen it, but I've, I've been never seen to, it either. I'm pretty sure it has like a very low rating on every. I'm pretty website. sure it's probably going to be like one of the worst things we've ever witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it will add some element of the story or the universe that will be relevant, and we'll understand the first one better after having seen it. I don't know, dude. I've read the book and seen the movie. Oh. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good because we yeah. several times I've asked you, I know you read a lot. Have you read the book for this movie? And you're like, no. <laughs> right. Well, I did so, with this one. Now I'm going to have lots of questions for you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Right, Talk to you have, later. Yep. Have a good one.